Let's read together from the 23rd Psalm. Very nice to be with you all here. Looked forward to being here on the weekend. Psalm 23. We'll read it all together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It doesn't say I do not want. That would be good, but this is even better. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely, or only, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We would often speak on this psalm at funerals. You say, well, why would you speak on it here on a Friday night for our conference? What do you mean by that? Well, David says that this is something that is good all the days of our life. Verse 6, surely goodness And mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, the background of the psalm, I I think it would be very difficult to pinpoint what is going on here. A suggestion is this. Maybe some of the circumstances of its composition are to be found in the situation with David and his son Absalom. In 2 Samuel 15, David's life is in upheaval. Absalom has rebelled against him, has toppled him from his throne, and he was forced to flee into the Judean wilderness that he was very familiar with, but he was there with his family and with his servants. And for a period of time, you remember that he was unable to reclaim his throne, and he was hunted, and he was hounded for months. And perhaps because so much of his early life had been spent as a shepherd in that same wilderness, the circumstances that he was in now, reminded him of his shepherd life there. Except it's the other way around now. David's not the shepherd, but David is one of the sheep. And he's turning to the Lord, who is his shepherd. And it differs from him running from Saul in one particular detail. And we'll go into that later. And this is why it's very possible that that's the circumstance that he's writing about. So this would be a psalm then for people like David. People experiencing a major turn, a major upheaval. A crisis in life. And that might be a description of of some of us here. It might be that this is for someone here tonight. Your family is in turmoil. Maybe a tender relationship is eroding. One never knows. Maybe your assembly is facing a crisis. The psalm is for you. It's for me. Now, I I just want to look at it in in the three movements and maybe... You have considered it in that way as well, that it seems it strikes me as that the Lord is the shepherd and the Lord, the shepherd with the sheep are first in the pasture and everything seems to be going well in the pasture. It usually is. They're being fed. They're 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 lying by the waters They're They have everything that they need as far as provision goes. So you have 
psalm beginning in the pasture until unexpectedly a psalm takes us into the valley, verse 4. And it's dark. And direction is needed. And then at the end of the psalm, I don't know that the metaphor changes necessarily. You might disagree with that. But at the end, it moves. we move from the pasture and then into the valley and then finally into the fold where David has prepared for him a table in the presence of his enemies. I want you to think first of the psalm in the pasture. The Lord with his sheep in the pasture. The Lord, it's Jehovah here. Jehovah is my shepherd. And really, Jehovah is everywhere in this psalm doing what is what is consistent with his many titles and with his character. So that it's obvious that Jehovah Jireh is here. The Lord will provide. I shall not want. I will not lack for anything because he is Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Shalom here. The Lord, our peace. Because it's a very peaceful scene as they're in the pasture together. The, the, the green pasture is all set before them and the waters have been stilled. It's not just he leads me beside the still waters. It's he leads me beside the stilled waters. That the waters have been stilled. And the implication is, is that the shepherd has done that for the sheep because they won't drink from the running brook. So he stills it all. He dams it up. So it's a very tranquil, tranquil and peaceful scene. Jehovah Shalom is here. Jehovah Rophe is here. The Lord who heals, who heals his people. And David says he does that. He restores my soul. And Jehovah Sidkenu is here. The Lord our righteousness. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Jehovah Shama is here. The Lord of hosts. Or the Lord is, it means the Lord is there. And he says that very specifically, doesn't he? Thou art with me. Thou art with me. You are right here with me. It's Jehovah Nisi as well that's here, the Lord our banner. And they would raise that banner high like our flags today to indicate this is who we belong to. And this is, and, and this is who is for us. Jehovah Nisi is here. The Lord our banner in the presence of my enemies. Je- Jehovah Makedesh is here. The Lord who sanctifies. Thou anointest my head with oil. But here he is primarily Jehovah Jireh that is coming to our attention as the Lord who provides. It's interesting to me, and I, I you've probably noticed this too, but just the Lord is my shepherd. It's, it's a participle, right? Shepherd. It's a participle. It means the Lord is shepherding me. I don't want to spoil the... The, the translation, it's a, it's a good translation, but it's the Lord is shepherding me. The emphasis is not so much on his title as it is on his activity. This is what the Lord is doing. As David is surrounded by his enemies, by Absalom and his armies, he could just look up and say, the Lord's shepherding me right now. You know what? I'm glad we can always say that. I'm glad we can always say that. Because let's be honest. Sometimes we don't handle the sheep very well. And sometimes we wish we could take words back. And sometimes we wish we could have done things differently. And sometimes, as shepherds, we can fail God's people. And it's encouraging to know that even though we do, that there's someone else that's doing the shepherding. It's the Lord. The Lord is shepherding me. If we follow the Lord and we trust the Lord, He will give us All that we need. Green pasture, 
stilled waters, help in times of stress, upheaval, distress is never any farther away than God's holy word. But I really wanted to get to the next the next part of the, the psalm and not just think of everything going well in the pasture and feeding and drinking and being provided for. I want you to think of the sheep in the valley. Yes, provision is needed and enjoyed in the pasture. But now direction is needed as the sheep move into the valley because now it's getting dark and the shadows are lengthening. And what way shall we take? And is the Lord even here? Are we going the right way? And I like it that David says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You you probably noticed the pronoun change, didn't you? Verse 4. He's been, he's been speaking about the Lord. And it's great to speak about the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. And then he says, wait a minute. He, 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 wait a minute. You are with me. Thou art with me. You see, the Lord is not just someone that we speak about. He's someone we can speak to. And when David needed to speak to him, he knew he was right there. Thou art with me. This strikes me as that this is not a detour for the sheep. The valley is not a detour. Because the shepherd was actually leading them there. That's where he wanted them right now. This is where the, the, it is exactly where the shepherd is leading. And I wonder if David out in the wilderness was, is this really, Lord, what you had in mind for me? To be out here hunted like an animal by my own son. Is this really what you, you know what? He leads me in the paths of righteousness. You know what, you know what the translation, one translation? He leads me in right paths. He leads me in right paths. This is one of the right paths. It's the path he wants me to be on right now. I like the fact that the Hebrew word for paths means a well-defined, well-worn trail. And what, that, what, what I got encouragement from with that is this. If it's well-worn and it's well-defined, it means that other people have been on it before. People have been down this same trail. And it was dark for them. And it seemed hopeless for them. But the shepherd led them right through. And he will lead you through. In fact, don't miss that word. He leads, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He doesn't say, yea, though I walk in the valley. He says, I'm walking through it. You will get through it. You will come out the other side. The darkness will suddenly be gone. And then the rays of light will hit. Although many things may be against you there, the shepherd is there to give protection and to lead along. Provision, yes. Direction, yes. Protection, yes. Because in the valley too, he'll make sure that the rod is used when it needs to be used. You say, that's right, the sheep need the rod every once in a while. No, the rod's not for the sheep. The rod was for the enemies of the sheep. And the shepherd would take that and with just pinpoint accuracy when he saw a sheep in harm would hurl that at the enemy and drive the wolf or the bear or whatever it was away and they knew how to use it a rod the rod was going to be used for David for his enemies 
Hushai. Thank God for a rod like him to be hurled in the direction to, and to use the counsel of Ahithophel for it all to collapse and for his enemies to be on the run. The rod was used. And the staff was used for the sheep to prod them along in the right direction when they needed it. And David would be led in each step of those circumstances. He would be kind of pushed along this way. And it didn't seem like it would be the right way to go. And then he would be moved over here. But yet it was one of those right paths. It was exactly the the staff that was needed. You know, sometimes, well, you already know that. You need it. So do I. We might need a little prodding. And maybe we'll pull you. The Lord says, I'm going to pull you over here for just a little while. It's exactly where I want you to be. Even if it's rough and even if it seems dangerous with your enemies all around you. It's one of those right paths. In the pasture. And in the valley. And finally, in the fold. I don't know that he's changing the metaphor in verse 5. When he says, thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. The word table, it's not just a, it's not like this kind of a table here made out of wood. It just simply means something spread out, something spread out. In fact, it would seem to have to be in the fold because the sheep are not going to eat out in the wilderness when their enemies are all around them. They're going to be frightened. And so the shepherd would bring them back to the fold where the, where the stone wall enclosed the sheep. And then they couldn't see their enemies. They didn't know the enemies were there. And then he would spread out in a trough food for the sheep so that they could eat and not be paralyzed with fear. This did happen for David. Second Samuel chapter 17. Having been driven from his throne by Absalom, David and his men were hungry and in great need. And they were surrounded by enemies. And three men came. They weren't even Israelites. Shobai and Machir and Barzillai. And they came and they brought wheat and barley and flour and corn and beans and lentils and honey and butter and sheep and cheese. It was a smorgasbord in the, out in the middle of the wilderness for David and for the people that were with him. David had prepared for him a table by the Lord in the presence of his enemy. You know, God still does that today for his people. A lot of times he does that at conferences. <laughs> we just come together and we hear a word from the Lord at just the right time in just the kind of stressing circumstances that we find ourselves when we're not sure what we're going to do and maybe even sometimes like sheep paralyzed with fear and God comes in and gives us exactly what we need. And the shepherd does something else for the sheep in the fold. I thought about this. There are many times when the sheep would come in, David would remember what he did to the sheep. He would, he would anoint their head with oil. There would be cuts. There would be scrapes. There would be insects that would need to be well, he would just put, put the oil in the right place to soothe the cuts and the hurts. And David is cut and hurt deeply at what his son has done. And he knows the Lord can take some of the oil and apply it. Are we doing that? Are we doing that with the sheep? You say, well... And maybe there's a brother to here today. And listen, you have been, some, and a sister too, you can be overwhelmed at times by the phone calls and the emails and the visits and some of them unexpected. And the Lord's people need you. You know why they call you? You know why they come and visit you? 
because I know they're going to get some of this good oil. That's why. So keep putting in the oil. And don't grab the rod and confuse it. <laughs> that that's to be used on the enemies. The oil's to be used on the sheep. And verse 6 ends this gem of a psalm with a final note of encouragement. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The word follow means pursue, literally pursue. So Absalom and his men were pursuing David. And David says, yeah, but there's somebody that's been pursuing me through it all. He's been pursuing me with his goodness and with his mercy. How good God is, the Lord who is our shepherd. Now it seems David, I'll say this anyway, I think he leaves the metaphor at the very end, just to make one final statement. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't think he's talking about the temple, or maybe not yet. I don't think he's talking about the temple, but he's not going to live in the temple. David is anticipating heaven, the Father's house. It's the vocabulary Jesus used when he was here, John 14. The things that confuse, perplex disturb, upset us, and we don't have any idea why they happened. They'll all be gone. And everything will be clear and understandable when we get to heaven, the Father's house. And in the Father's house, we're safe. In the Father's house, we're fed. In the Father's house, we're home. May the weekend give us a little glimpse of that to enjoy as we spend it together in God's presence and in God's word.